What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 309, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Eh? Thank you, Roger. Appreciate that. And Chris, 309A, posting on 1220, will be discussion on Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio from Netflix. And 309B... Posting on 1223 will be a discussion on James Cameron's Avatar from 2009, all the way back there. Never heard of it. Some people alive weren't even alive then. A lot of things were Some different. Some people alive were alive then. <laughs> we, we didn't. Wow. Some people that were alive then aren't alive now either. That's Did you look point, at it that Roger. way? Yeah, I mean, they're that's probably a good point. not sticking around for we've, the sequel since because in they're between, dead. In between, <laughs> in between Avatar and now, we've had the entirety of Game of Thrones. We've had so many other entireties go through. It's we had incredible. 24 Marvel movies. <laughs> we, it's been a lot, but I have seen it. I loved it. I have my talking points on it, but that's for next week. But this week is the original Avatar. You're going to watch James it again Cameron. before next week? Yeah, I'm going to watch it twice, twice, twice more times. We wow. all knew you were going to love Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you. It, it, this thing could have been dog shit, and you're going to love it. So it's No, I don't do that, though. I asked him I'm, about that before. I asked, him, I asked him if he was going to love it because it was Avatar, or he's going to love it because it was a good movie. Right. He says no, both. I, I, okay. I, I believe all right. him. All right. But you guys know I'm the hardest in the movies I'm most You are, well, Here's the thing. When I asked you how you, if you liked it, you weren't immediately like sad. So I knew you actually liked it because there have been many things lately where you've been super fucking pumped up for, and you're just like, <sighs> before you say a word. Yeah, no, I you totally sigh deeply I, into a microphone. I totally understand that, so. and it's that's the majority of the movies that we watch, unfortunately. But more so um, lately, that's fucking for sure. Mm-hmm. That you know, it just it, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know how to, but no, I watched it. I loved it. Um, I have my talking points. Mainly, I have a lot of James Cameron talking points, but I, I, I oh, know his stuff pretty good. well. I'm glad. I can't so, wait. <laughs> I know. I know you're excited, Chris. Who's I know James you're Cameron. Oh my goodness! <laughs> What's going on this week, guys? How have you have you been? It's almost Christmas. Yeah, it's almost Christmas. Seven days from today that we're recording is Christmas yep. Day. <sighs> yeah. So we're we recording next. We're not recording on Sunday night next week. No, we are not. No, we're gonna do Monday. <laughs> Monday. Okay. If you want to come here on Sunday, that's fine. I won't be. Here. <laughs> I'll sit here for three hours by myself <laughs> in in the dark. That's fine. That's, yeah, it's a normal could, Friday for you. Here's the thing: you could turn the lights on. No one said you if you come here you have to sit in the dark no, I mean, that's fair that right. would be a choice that you've made that makes a lot of sense though so a, a, an early um happy holidays to everyone from us it's you know we won't have another episode before christmas so. that's what today was first day of hanukkah too right i yep. think so yeah so happy holidays hey, crazy nights baby yeah adam sandler yeah baby. <laughs> um yeah happy holidays to everyone out there hope everyone's having a good time hope everyone's enjoying the holiday season it has lost some of its luster for me i think over the years i was thinking about it recently about retail and how retail it does like, suck the life out of you. Retail's tough well, for Christmas. If you go, I was like worker. googling some hours of like the stores in New York. A lot of them are like open at eleven thirty a.m. on Christmas morning. Of course, to they are closing time. It's like now it's nothing special anymore. It's just it's crazy. Well, I mean, the way it was running a few years ago, I thought Thanksgiving was legitimately just going to be a regular work day. Yeah, it is and, pretty much. But you know what though. Back then when I was doing that kind of retail, I honestly wished it wasn't anything special because then I wouldn't have to be like, well, I got to leave my dinner to go open up later. Yeah. I'd be like, shit, if I just had to go to work at 10 a.m. like yep. I had to every time, hey. I wouldn't feel... Yeah. Well, listen, I would still be upset about it, Yeah, but I'd be like less like... Hey, Rod, you're going to be at Thanksgiving dinner? Nah, man, got to work. Sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, it makes it easier almost. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to stop by for a little bit, then I got to take off and head to work. No, yeah. I'm yeah. just going to work. There you go. Yep. Yep. Just it is sad. what it is, though, guys. It is what it is. So... Yeah. So, what's going on this week? How how are how are how are your kids excited going up to the holiday, the Christmas Day? So, I, I got lucky. I got two kids that just they're they're just very happy and content every day. So, like, I'm sure they're excited about Christmas, but they're not like like 
like chomping at the bit, being wild about it. You know, they're just they're just waiting. They're patiently waiting for Christmas to hit. I actually wrap. Well, I didn't wrap. My wife wrapped all their Christmas presents go. today while I was there in the house. I did other things like set up like Nintendo switches. There you and go. Got there that you ready go. for when they open them. Love it. But uh, it like, that's that a was, pain in the ass getting a switch ready too. There's so much. There's a lot there. Now. But like, I, I, like well, they so got, it's all just computer stuff. I no. made him. I made him Nintendo accounts. Got them all linked up Linked already. The they're, they're on the family plan. You know, that means all, they can't that. actually mess anything up. Exactly. So I mean, but like we did that today, and that was really cool. Like, like I'm, I'm ready for. Like, I'm excited for Christmas. You're excited for them to be. Yeah, excited. Exactly. yeah that's cool. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm uh, ready my, for it. In my house, my kid doesn't really get too high or too low about Christmas. Santa's a kind of irrelevant to her at this point. She's 11. She doesn't. Yeah. She has, there's no fear of God or anything <laughs> like that. So, you know, she's kind of just like, yeah, okay. Damn. When they Christmas. start fear, when, when the fear leaves a man, mm. there's, there's, they're in God's hands at that point. They I mean, don't even she know likes it. hanging out, putting up Christmas tree stuff. She mm. likes doing all that stuff. Oh, that's but, good. Then you know, Santa Claus is never a big deal to her. Yeah. So, you guys whatever. do any like cooking of you know making special cookies or anything? My wife is supposed to be making Christmas cookies right now. She wanted to make them for the podcast so I could bring some because she makes. The best oatmeal blueberry cookies you'll oh, ever have. Oatmeal oh. blueberry. What I do love so, a good oatmeal. I like bow. so I like blueberry muffins. Years ago, she made uh, blueberry uh, oatmeal blueberry cookies because I like oatmeal cookies. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a surprise and tried it out. And they've been like a yearly thing ever Stellar, since. Stellar, huh? Good. They're fantastic. And Sounds good. Well, good thing you got another chance next week. And then if that doesn't work out, also the week after that. True. I but- know she listened to this, so. <laughs> I mean, sometime in the next several weeks, I expect a basket oatmeal, of cookies. They're good. Oatmeal blueberry they're good. cookies. If one I mean, showed listen, up, I'm week. not even that specific. Just give me cookies. <laughs> I, that's fair. That's I, fair. Oh, I mean, look, I would like to try one of those. Yeah. Sure, but look, she gives me a bunch of chocolate chip. I don't. Who am I gonna say? Oh, no. hold on. <laughs> he has something in a bag. Uh oh, what's this in the, the mystery? A mystery. Uh, here he goes. He's, he's in the other room. This is actually funny because he literally just got up and walked out of the room here. Oh, he's back. He's brought a six pack of Merry Christmas, guys. Oh he's my got goodness. Christmas gifts. Mine's not till next week, but thank well, you. Here, here. This is for you, Roger. I know the one with the beers. Are now, listen, now listen, Roger. <laughs> okay. You have, there's a rule for yours. Okay. I could drink them all. I didn't realize how expensive those were going to be until I bought them. So even if you hate them, you have to lie to me and say you like them. I Hold don't on, care you if you actually... To, oh, oh, they're high towers. Them in the, rattle them in the mic. Rattle like oh, okay. the whole like, rattling <laughs> of the beers. How you better? Just... Yep. There you go. Okay. So yeah, so so if you don't Just like you them, guys. tell me you love them anyway, because uh, I wouldn't even tell my wife how much they cost when I got back in the car, because I didn't know. So, yeah, so those are for you. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. You're buddy. very welcome. Merry Christmas to all. These are for you. Thank you. So, yep. So, you can you, you look at what you got now. It's just a single bullet. <laughs> you, guys, you love that single bullet idea, yeah. Roger. Jeez, yeah, yeah. Do, do, do that one first. This one? Yeah. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> what is it? Let me so, see. Roger. <laughs> Really, really inside joke. To really the inside it's joke, our greatest. Yeah. It's our greatest hits for uh, for Grayson right there in a the picture. I gotta admit, that's pretty clever. It's got him holding his. Admit. He's got. He's holding this oversized sausage, and at the bottom, it's it's, it's his famous quote: "I love the dick." And then he's got something else he's gonna open right now. All right, what is? Oh my goodness! There you go. Now listen, this is what I know you're gonna love. Look at this. Oh, a James, James Cameron, Cameron Christmas James Cameron, this in the Christmas shape of a heart. Of a gun. There oh you God, go, so buddy. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, thank Lacey because most oh, of this you. was her idea. Thank you, Lacey. Thank yeah, you very much. She did um, a great job. I, I, yours, I've got next next week for you. I know it's the day after Christmas, but I figured I, was, all I didn't want to do it before. But, yeah, no, I got you. Um, you know, it's funny. So my accountant, it's funny. I was all we were. I was like, I asked her. Um, I like look. Can I please leave work at four o'clock on Thursday and go watch <laughs> Avatar: The Way of Water? She's like, "All right, get your work done and you can you can go." So I got so excited, and then all day we talk about how much I love James Cameron and why I love Terminator, Aliens, and like I'm just I'm so excited for this. Yeah. And then like, 
So on Friday, no, Friday we came in the office. This last day before, you know, we th- we we all flew out Saturday morning early. So Friday we is in a bag, and she's like, "You're gonna love it." I'm like, "Oh." Did you kidnap James Cameron and put him in his bag for me? I mean, kind and, of, right? She's, she's like, she's like, no, I cut off one of his fingers. <laughs> she's like, why don't you open it? And these two like wonderful, like massive history of James Cameron books. Is that, that what I'm you? Okay, you sent those yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah, so I wonder where you got those were. from. One yeah. from Tech Noir, and someone's like, Tech Noir was like, that's the that's the that's the bar that he Sarah Connor meets both. Um, Kyle Reese and the Terminator in the You've Got Me yep. that that eighties bar. I'm like, oh man, so great. I have so much James Cameron stuff. So thank you, Chris, and thank you, Lacey. Very, very much appreciated. You're welcome. Merry I, Christmas, guys. Yeah, yes. Thank you. I'll bring you nothing next week. So Fine. thank you. Besides cookies, maybe. Yes. <laughs> cookies will be nice. Cookies will be nice. Yes. Cookies will be nice. Um, yes. all right. All right, gentlemen. Are we ready to do an episode? I think so. Didn't we already start? I think so, yeah. All right. Oh. Let's get into all it. Right. All right, gentlemen, let's do a show then, shall we? Yes, no? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's, 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 let's do it. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson, Sebastian J. Cricket Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is our my co-host, Roger Woodspirit Stillion. He wanted that. Our lovely perma guest, Chris Pinecone Bond. That's which, right. the Pinecone this movie does have a He's lot significant, of... significant, right? A lot of them- thematic significance. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, and that's me. Stupid. That's me. You're stupid. All right. This is episode 309 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases. You're staring at like right I'm into just, my eyes. I'm just following along, buddy. Current upcoming releases. What streaming trailers and movies of the week? Without further ado, there is far more sexual tension in here since you guys started sitting across from each other I instead know, of diagonal, weird. which is just it's you know, powerful. box office mojo isn't cooperative. Cut it, cut it with a knife, <laughs> powerful. All right, number one, Violent Night. I'm kidding. Avatar: The Way of Water, 134 million domestic, with a worldwide of 434. That does sadden me. It falls short of Spider Man, which I, I, I'm okay losing Spider Man. I don't like losing to Avengers. So <laughs> listen, well, you you lost to Black Panther as well. Yeah. yeah. It's even it's, worldwide. Take? Yeah, it's sa- oh. it's sad that you know you've lo- you're losing against the literal largest film franchise that ever be oh, created. Fair. Okay, yeah, you fair. know what I mean. And yeah, all three oh, movies I lost you in the same. Okay, yeah, like, So look, four and thirty-four though is not a bad number. If you would have right? lost to Scream Five, you'd be mad. You know what <laughs> of I mean? Of course, like that franchise, yeah. I would be upset. Lost, about. lost to Devotion on its. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> all right, that's a big one. We're going to talk about that one next week. How we are talking about the original this week? That's our second episode for the week. Violent Night, five point six million. Bringing us worldwide to an impressive fifty-five point six, and it's actually not on the same. I'm looking at it because the Chris, it's a Chris me. I want to check it out. It's not on the same like decline as most of them are. Like it's 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 actually kind of ticking back up. People okay. are watching it, so I'm, I'm, happy say, about that. I'm sure gonna, it's going to stay. The closer steady. we get to Christmas, though, yeah. it's probably going to stay pretty steady. Bring the whole family; they'll love it. <laughs> it's a yeah. wholesome, fun family film. Yeah, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, five point four million, bringing its total to seven hundred eighty-six. A very respectable S- number. There. Small film. Strange World, two point two million, bringing it to fifty six. Violent Night is right behind that. A rated R movie is right behind Violent a, Night. A bis- which Disney Pixar had to be what budget fifteen million. You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe it, twenty if yeah. you're pushing it. But and number five, another surprise: The Menu, one point seven million, bringing us worldwide to sixty one. Still there. It's still it's All still right. making. I like money. the menu. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. It was super, it was def- definitely interesting. I'm excited to watch it. It is. And um, if you guys want to check out where Top Gun is, 
We can do our weekly Top Gun check. I mean, might as well. It's your weekly Top Gun check. <laughs> it, is, it is. I don't see it. It's not. I don't see it, okay. unfortunately. It may, may finally have just petered out, which well, look, since we'll, May, we'll call it petering out. You <laughs> know what I mean? Right. Some movies just don't have the staying power. Some just, movies yeah. just don't. <laughs> Literally slain everything in the box office for months. No, yeah, it's been. It's doing very, very well. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, let's talk out about current upcoming releases. Nothing crazy. We'll go a little bit into the new year, but this uh, this past Friday, a big one, Avatar The Way of Water, a bunch of stuff, VOD, and some smaller stuff in theaters that you won't see in any outside big cities. Uh, December 21, Puss in Boots, The Last Switch. There's one we haven't, like... Have you guys even seen a trailer for that recently? Um, a little bit more recently, but not much before uh, that. Yeah, no. like if you have the Disney Channel on and stuff, you'll see that kind of stuff. But unless that, you're not going to find a trailer for it. There is something on Disney. I mean, Avatar is on everything, so... Yeah. Um, who's the Antonio Bandera? Is that the yeah? yeah. Puss and yeah, um, Catherine right. Zeta-Jones are doing a weird like interview with each other and talking yeah. about. I thought that was that, that interesting to talking check about out. What it was like when they were both used to be famous? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're Ouch. they're both pretty <laughs> famous now, but, or relevant, should we should say? All right, December twenty third, which is the, the Friday before Christmas, Babylon, Empire of Light, Glass Onion, Knives Out, Mystery on Netflix. I want to dance with somebody. All. Out there to watch theatrically, if you well, except Glass on Netflix, but mm-hmm. that's all releasing that week, and then nothing after that. Boy, this is a weird. Nothing at all. Movies are done. <laughs> that's it. The end of the fucking line. People. The end of movies in general. January sixth starts off with Megan and women talking goes wider. Oh, the creepy robot thing I forgot about. The creepy that. robot thing is coming for you, Roger. Man. <laughs> January thirteenth is House Party, A Man Called Otto, and Plane. January twenty, Alice Darling. Missing in the Sun, January 27th, Distant Fear Shotgun Wedding. Those are a Distant Fear Shotgun Wedding. It's all one movie. I mean, it should be. And then February, we'll just start. We'll stop here. 80 for Brady, Knock at the Cabin, and Marlowe. And February 10th, Magic's Mike's Last Dance and Titanic. Remastered. That's James Cameron. God, he just wants all of the money. He wants all of the money. (laughs) Isn't Ant Man there? No, Ant Man's later this month. That's February 17th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, James for. Cameron trying to widen that gap by which he has yeah, the... Yeah. He's always he's trying to trying. widen that gap. Uh, yeah. So there's your releases. I'm actually surprised that this holiday season is as, is as kind of tame as it is. Yeah, I mean, so th- I mean, this is like the official recovery year of COVID, right? For like, yeah. for like all this stuff. So it it's not too surprising to see like a weird release schedule like you know as we come into like you know 2023 because now it's like you know i think a lot of these companies these movie studios are like okay i think we're open you know i think we'll start seeing a normal cadence beyond this if they were going to kill a movie they've killed it yeah yeah 100 percent. like now we're getting to the point where like this is actual like production it's made it's you know it's marketed comes out at like a normal cadence i think is where we're at so no you're right about that well 20, it hit in 2020, so they only have so long before they had to dump all the movies. So we, 2022 would have been the end of that, we, we, which yeah. we ran into with a couple mo- films we suspected. Yeah. You know, things that we like had to come out because of contracts, most likely. We, like we, we, we did, m- we did talk about that as those were as we felt those movies were releasing because some of them well, didn't feel done. We might Looking see at you, some, Morbius. Yeah, <laughs> we, might, we might see some dumps in tw- early 2023. Uh, some dumps. You're gonna see some dumps. I mean, I've seen some dumps today. I'll tell you what, uh, we might see some movie dumps. The fuck, in 2023. <laughs> All right, that's some silliness for you. But, uh, yeah, so for the most part, Chris, I think you're right. Whatever contracts have been done and now we're going to continue as normal. So I hope that is the case anyway. It's not always the case, but, man, I hope it is. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at what's streaming. This week we're looking at HBO Max 
My choice, Goodwill Hunting by director Gus Van Sant, a director we don't talk about nearly as much as we should on the show, but Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Stellan Skarsgård, Casey Affleck, Cole Husser, just to say a few, 1997, I love that movie, uh, has the late great Robin Williams in it, he's no longer with us, but that's a great performance, he ad-libs a lot of it, um, that is, you know, put Ben Affleck and Matt Damon on the map, that did a lot for a lot of people, <laughs> so that is also won Oscars that year. It's a very talked about movie and still very relevant today. So don't worry, he's walking around door to door trying to get people to like sell their rights or something, like their mineral rights or something. I don't know. No, that's no? not it. All right, gotcha. What was that a joke? Or are you really thinking of a movie? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for the you decide the eyebrows. <laughs> All right, Roger, another another Oscar worthy movie from you. A Star Is Born by director Bradley Cooper, Lady. I said Lady Cooper. Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Sam Elliott, Anthony Ramos, Dave Chappelle, but you forgot he was in that movie. I did not. Ron Rifkin, Barry, Shabaka, Henley. Tell us about it. Uh, Star is Born is a great movie. It's depressing as fuck. Um, a lot of great music in that movie. Mm. Like a lot of good original stuff that actually went to the charts as well, uh, which is a big deal. Um, seriously, in what was that, 2018, one of the best movies you could have watched in that year. Um, emotional as hell. It was legitimately the first time in a long time I'd walked out of a movie and go, wow, that movie was so good, and it was so fucking depressing, depressing. at the end. Because it, it just was. So, I mean, there's that. One of the best ones you could uh, you could get. I uh, had a lot of Oscar buzz. Didn't win as much as what most people thought. Only came back with, like, one, I think, and that was, what, for the soundtrack, right? Yeah. Um, lost out on everything else, which is kind of a... Well, the Academy of, said he'll have more opportunities. Yeah. Like, get the out of here what a bitch thing to why say why does that go into your consideration well, yeah, why yeah exactly why how the fuck do you know yeah so yeah. as far as i can tell they owe bradley cooper one oscar at, at least. least yeah at least well at so. least cooper knows he's got it one day he's got the linchpin i don't know what fell but sometimes it fell what was that that was the water bottle oh my water, water bottle, bottle. Okay. sorry about that uh bradley cooper will he knows he's going to be owed one that, day he's going to get that an scared oscar. the fuck out of me by the way <laughs> Maybe let, let's tone down the curse words in the Christmas episode, you know. I mean, Christmas I episode, quote-unquote. <laughs> uh, and Chris, uh, a very appropriately holiday movie choice. The Grinch by director Ron Howard, Jim Carrey, Taylor Mom- Momsen, Jeffrey Tambor, Christine Baranke, Molly Shannon, 2000. Tell mm-hmm. us about that one. So how come you didn't say mine was Oscar-worthy like his? Did it win Oscars? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't, well, it may have been up because of like makeup or something. Are you are you Diger? <laughs> <laughs> Please go. <clears throat> ah, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me to die in my corner. <laughs> so yeah, so this film. So I don't know. Like my wife loves the original like forty five minute Grinch special, right? The cartoon one. This is my favorite Grinch. Where I grew up, you know, watching this one every now and then on the holidays, you know, with like my cousins and my brother. And we were, my household was a big Jim, like, we all love Jim Carrey. Pet Detective, you know, Ace Ventura, Liar Liar, I've talked about, The Mask. And this is just another one of those movies that we had, we had on plane. I think it's a fun movie. And Jim Carrey, you know, I think he got a lot of flack for this for some reason, but it's just, it's him. And he, he brings a certain kind of, you know, reality to this character and i think he's he had a lot of fun with it and also you get to see cindy lou who, who like you said taylor momsen she grew up to be a badass chick yep so it's just one of those things where like, there's a lot there's some she has a metal band here. she does she does and she can sing 
but like I don't know. This is a good film. It's fun, and it's the Grinch. If you don't want it in the you know the the quick way, you have the you know hour and a half version of it. And it's a good family movie. It, it really is a good. It, family it is. Movie, and the newer one that came out, 2018, is fantastic. That's my kids' favorite. But I can't wait to turn this one on when they're a little older and see what they think about this one. I think, I, the, I think the newer one's underrated. It is. I like, do it agree. Took with a lot that. of heat when it came out of like, why are we doing this or whatever. I think. And an animated movie like that is perfect the, medium for that. It, and the soundtrack for like not the soundtrack, but like like the music that's in it. And I think it, it's a very different like take on like the Grinch themes. And I thought they were all really good in that one too. But yeah, I love this movie. Two thousand Jim Carrey's um, The Grinch. Watch it; it's good. You didn't get much more Jim Carrey than like the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, right, like, that was yeah. his height when so. he's tiptoeing around. Yeah, and like you could, and, and he has like, that face. He's all, on, he's all yeah. hunched over with his with his yeah, hands with his like it's Grinch paws. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. no, one hundred. Only Jim Carrey pull that off that way. Um, and what I have here for current events, we don't usually talk about stuff, but I do think it's appropriate for a few minutes to talk about some big, big DC news that recently dropped. So Henry Cavill texted that he left a meeting with James Gunn, and he announced to the world, he that's it. So his run of Superman is his done. His version of Superman has come to an end. They're going in a different direction. They're going to they're gonna rebuild the world. My question to you is... Okay, so I trust James Gunn. If he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And if he's got to, he's got to focus on it. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that, like, for instance, this Shazam? Does that mean this Shazam movie means nothing because they're going to rebuild it? So it's or? hard. It's hard to tell. Like, I think things that are actually like, because I'm excited for the Shazam movie. So I am. He didn't. He didn't recast Shazam, right? So like, it's nope. one. Of, it's one. No, of but those... he basically said it without saying that he's starting over gun yeah but well he's getting a reset Shaz- button shazam isn't connected to anything else right now where you can bring it in is is i the think it's technically lies connected to his black adam exactly so that lay, lies a little bit on the outside of that whereas you know superman and henry and henry, henry cavill he's directly linked and you have other characters too i hope they don't get rid of the new ba- the new batman that we have because i think that's a great place that, you can that was s- supposed to be a tie-in i i this is a great place you can start the universe from i, I agree i 100 percent agree with you yeah, I however think- if you if you scrap the past you get rid of wonder woman the best movie in marvel and dc so far the There's- way they're scrapping their past you don't have to yeah they can pick and choose whatever they well want. if if your theory is correct with the flash movie every time something <laughs> comes out it aligns more and more with what i said <laughs> okay, well, two fucking years ago people <laughs> it is it so, is rogers nostradamus but it's one of those things where i think shazam stays i would hope so because i don't think you can cast it any differently at this point i think that that pocket of dc fits really well um it sucks that you know what happened with henry cavill because i he's my superman at this point out of all, and i've he seen a few a of them at this superman. point i think he embodies that role really well um better than brandon ralph <laughs> there's there's talks right now that uh that the rock knew that henry cavill oh was, well hold on be there's there's forward. there's there's no way that there's no way that james gunn's visions for the new dc eu does not include the rock there's just no way i'm talking about the whole hype behind Superman and Henry Cavill's Superman and The Rock's Black Adam going head to head. There's talks that The Rock knew that was never going to happen, but he used he used like the hype of Henry Cavill coming back as like a hype. Oh, thing. I forgot about that scene. Yeah, that, yeah, right. Now that scene doesn't yeah. make any sense. End, yeah, yeah. So there, there, there was talks of that, and but other than that, I, I think it's fine. It's we can't do anything about it anyway. It, it, it's easy to be mad about it, and it's easy to be up in arms about it. And this is coming from a guy who thinks that Henry Cavill's a, the best Superman that's been on the screen. It's got to come to an end. There's going to be a new one, and we can't do anything about it, you know. And we, a lot of people didn't think Henry Cavill could do it, and he did it greatly. So he did fine. Maybe yeah. the next guy will, you know, do it greatly. And well, as a cherry on top, if you're a Cavill fan, uh, there's an article from I, where is it? I, mm, I must have got I got rid of it. But I don't care where it's at. 
The article said um, Cavill fans lost Superman but gained Arthas and the World of Warcraft yeah. universe. So that's yeah. look. I can't find anything confirming that, but that's got to be somewhat. There's on there's fan yeah. stuff that's been talking about Henry Cavill being Arthas since he played season one of The Witcher. So this is something that fans will die for if it is a hundred percent proven. Also, Henry Cavill announced that he, he announced this himself. Yeah, because well, so this is something he is extremely passionate about. You can find so. Oh, many listen, clips. Henry Cavill, Super Nord Dirk. Yo, 100%. Love and him. Warhammer is his is like his biggest dork thing that he does. He loves Warhammer, the universe, the game, the books, all of it. And he, he's announced that there's going to be some sort of cinematic property that he's a part of. I can't tell if it's a show or if it's a series of movies. But if any... And I think he may have learned from The Witcher where he's not going to have creative say in what's happening. I don't think he's going to make that same mistake for a third time and you know just have to be along for a ride that whatever studio takes. It's Amazon, right? Yeah. yeah. Whatever Amazon takes him on. I if he signs a contract with them, I'm almost positive it's going to be, and I get creative say on what happens. At least here. some. It, w- yeah. it also won't be episodic. It'll be films. It'll you be think a so. Series, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think something like the Warhammer Warham universe. Is, it, it can be built for. Yeah, so episodic. Like, that's the thing. It can be either one. If they're films, there's so much ground that you can cover in that. Where episodic does fit it a little better in that regard, but we won't know until there's more announcements on Besides, it. Besides, if it's Amazon, it technically can be both. True. They can do like, hey, yeah. here's twelve episodes. Here's and then a, a year later, I don't know. here's a movie. The Warhammer universe is everything I want, and I thought that Dune was the only piece of that I was ever going to get, and now the fact that this is happening and Henry Cavill's a part of it, I'm I'm cautiously excited. I feel like Grayson when uh, Rings of Power was announced. And I've seen Rings of Power. It ain't great, but I'm going to be optimistic because if it isn't good, I'm just going to die. Well, So the one thing with <laughs> the, the, the comparison always had to be made between the Rings of Power and whatever this turns out to be. Good news is they don't have to worry about forcing diversity into Warhammer Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, because it's, it's there. Yeah. So the second thing is, is love or hate what we got for Lord of the Rings, and personally it's pretty bad, mm-hmm. but they spent a lot of fucking money. They did. So They're not afraid to listen, spend money. That's on that. important. Yeah. They didn't cheap out and then it was bad because of that. Yeah. They spent money in the wrong places, but mm-hmm. they spent a lot of money. So Now here's the thing. This is going to be huge worldwide as a Warhammer property because Warhammer is pretty big in the United States. It's huge in Europe. That's where it's that's where it originated. Yeah. So they have a huge worldwide audience for this too. So we'll see we'll see what comes of it down the road. I'm just super excited to see anything Warhammer, so I'm 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 in. Well, no, it's a, yeah. Cavill's a big. I'm glad he's a nerd because a lot of these properties would never be touched are being touched now. Because I don't think without him being attached to, willing to talk about playing Arthas, we never would have gotten another Warcraft movie because that first one was so terribly received. I personally, I thought it was an okay jumping off point, but just. The fans didn't watch it, so my my thing is, why give them a movie? They're not going to support it because they made something the fans didn't want. Well, that the story has to start somewhere. I know. Chris. We mean you have debated about this yeah. plenty of times. But. The fans wanted something different, and they didn't get it. So Arthas is what the fans want. So in the most recent, that's uh, a great story, though. We, well, that's the thing. Anyone who's experienced Arthas, Warcraft, Arthas's story yeah. is a, is a real and a very relatable story, and it's something that can be told on the big screen and you can connect with. And here's the thing. The biggest, the biggest buzz that happened in like the last Warcraft thing was that fact that Arthas made an appearance in there. So they have confirmation that people will go nuts over that crap. Yeah, they do. So we'll I mean, see. look, yeah, but okay, that's I want to talk about that for a, a lot, second. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's cool what James Gunn is doing. I think it takes balls to try to rebuild this for the third or fourth time. Um, I just hope they don't wipe out some of the better properties. I really don't. But so Roger's one, theory is correct so one, far. One last thing I'll say. You said about rebuilding this for the third or fourth time. I would argue they're only technically rebuilding it for the second time. 
The first one that they had, they didn't end it. They just, it fell apart and they scrapped together this ball into pieces. If he's actually wiping the slate, that's what they need to do. Yeah. Like, if, the, if that movie isn't done, it ain't coming out unless he stamps it off. Like, the other stuff was already, they were done. Mm-hmm. I mean, which also explains why Batgirl was just canned. Like, it just lines up more and more. But you're right, though, about the Batman. I, they, I hadn't thought about that. That would be a shame to get rid of that, too, in canon. Yeah. Although, they don't have to. They because the next to. one they were making was going to be in canon. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it, he, he could easily, of course, but it's going to be two or three years before we see anything, though. He just started this. Yep. And that's fine. I mean, listen, if... if you have to be anything in in the cinematic world, in the movie world, is you got to be patient because these things take time. I mean, how many projects get started and killed within? I mean, even when they've been worked on for years, yeah, happens all the time. I mean, I've I've been on two movies that started and stopped, so I mean, I it does happen. So for whatever reason, I yeah. I'm not at that level where I talk about that. So, all right, gentlemen, let's talk about some trailers. A big one. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Now, you may remember a little movie that came out that uh, is the best movie in the superhero genre ever. Uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Bold statements. What's the first one called? Oh, in, Into, in, the, in, Spider-Man. Into the, the Spider-Verse. This which, one is Across the Spider-Verse. Which took... It was incredible. I didn't... I left that theater, like, so on a high, like, jazzed how good it was. Sound design in that movie is of 10... Characters about are 10. 10. Voice acting is a 10. Although, I will say, so I have a little bit of inside information... So I've looked at it. So the guy that I just one of the guys on the other show in the same building, which is right in the next room for me because we're we're in the same space, talked about how he just came off. And I was like, here's my theory: Sony's holding off the next Spider movie because they want to include Miles Morales as he is in across the across the Spider Verse. And he's like, he just shook his head. He's like, I won't. <laughs> so he shook his head. But like, imagine how that like five Spider wait four. Four Spider Man in one movie, like, and hopefully maybe Spider Pig. I don't know, but that'd be, that'd be, I just think that's oh, I'm so. They bring happy any that any other ones in? They're bringing Nick Cage in because he is gold in any. Movie. Well, he needs to be in. By the way, did, I don't know if you guys saw the um the National Treasure show is on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, they do tie in the characters in a weird way. I'm just okay. I just want to show right. that, but it's good. I'm gonna, good for them. I'm excited to get into that, but um, let's talk about the across Spider Verse. Roger, I'll give you the floor because you uh, champion the first one. Yes, go see it. Chris, what what say you, buddy? I mean, so the trailer's good. The trailer's different, right? It's a slower trailer, and for something like this, you'd you'd imagine they just like start firing on all cylinders right off the gate. Nope, it's doing what the first movie did. It no, it understands that it's a movie, it's a trailer and a movie that's going to connect with people on an actual emotional level. There's family involved. There's stakes involved. You know, immediately in the trailer itself, it's just it's doing it's more of what we've seen from the uh, into the Spider Verse film, and I think that's the smartest thing they could do. So one thing I do want to note for people, as it is animated, this is not necessarily a kids movie. This is True. every bit of drama and family related. Well, it stuff looks it looks a little more mature. Well, this one this too. one's going to grow up a little bit. Listen, last one's PG thirteen as well. Yeah. So this one will be. I mean, obviously it'll never go R, but um, it's going to be a little darker. We're going to have a good guy bad guy scenario with uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. So that's let's, Oscar let's, Isaac voicing that guy too. By yeah. the way, which, let's talk about some of the some of the visuals. A big visual we saw with I didn't catch it, but you guys oh, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. We see old Pete. 
Yep. Um, our Peter Parker that we meet, brown-haired Jewish Peter Parker that we Peter meet, B. Parker. Peter B. Peter B. Parker, Parker yeah. um, who openly talks in the first episode about, or first movie about his relationship with Mary Jane not being the best, and it's kind of on the rocks, and we see him come into play with uh, a old baby. Yep. He's got a baby strapped around his back, or around his chest, and a baby carrier, so that's, that's cool, man. It, something feels like... Something about this project feels like everyone on it cares about it in a way that we don't get to see enough in certain properties. So it's nice to see, even in the trailer, those details being a part of it because they know that the fans are looking for that kind of stuff and will notice that kind of stuff. Yep. I think that's another positive look towards the future of this film where the people on this project care about it, which means that we can look forward to it and be hopeful about it. Well, I think analytics tell Sony. Sony knows everything they need to know about the first one. It was amazing. A yeah. smash hit. Oh, yeah. It should have won every Oscar that year. Um, I th- but Also, I think it's interesting, like, Sony, like, dangles it in front of, they're like, we still have Spider-Man, which is arguably the better, the most, the one, the, the franchises makes the most money. If you separate all the individual franchises, Spider-Man by far and away makes the most amount of money. Uh, it's the most popular, so I, I think Sony knows what they have, and I I wonder if they're ever going to integrate what they have with the MCU or just own the universe. I know you guys talked about that previously. Uh, it'll cost them a hell of a lot of money, yeah, if they ever did. Yep. But listen, if they keep making one offs like this, that's fine by me, dude. Yep. Listen, they did it once and it was perfect. Now look, I know know the bar is stupid, super high, you know, to try to match up to that. But I have every bit of faith that they will pull that off. Like I'm. So fucking pumped up for that. Yep. Well, the trailer, like you said, Chris, not your normal trailer. It's his mom talking to him about responsibility mm-hmm. and doing what's right, which is like a, the 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 quintessential superhero conversation. With and, like, and luckily his uncle know. already died, so yeah. we don't have to worry about mom dying when she brings up the R word because that's usually what happens to Spider Man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's R-word's if you haven't scary. seen the trailer, I highly recommend it. It's got like it's almost it's like it's almost at seven million views under a week. Big deal yep. trailer. Big deal. And it looks uh, fucking awesome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so right, the gentlemen. one thing, too, I, I do want to bring up, there are one of the things that a lot of people don't notice, the at the end of Into the Spider-Verse, like the stinger is the 2099 Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't stick around, it is there. His art style is different than everybody else's, which one of the things that is very subtle and very well done is Miles' art style is his own. Yep. When we see the 2099 Spider-Man, which I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll look it up later, um, he looks different, and he's different for a reason. He's, yeah, he stands out so, among, amongst the crowd yeah. of Spider-Peoples. Which is awesome. Yep. The level of detail mm-hmm. is incredible. Well, I, I just hope it makes I hope it makes the amount of money it's, it, it deserves to make, which yeah. is Spider-Man-level money. Yep. Spider-Man No Way Home-level money. I really do hope it makes that. So... Let's talk about a, a big Will Smith movie that is out on Apple Apple TV. You, you can watch the full movie, the trailer for Emancipation. What say you guys? Uh, I'll say that we won't see him at the Oscars. Hey oh, <laughs> I, I, I think that's a safe bet. Uh, what about you, Roger? What? Wow, I know. <laughs> well, look, what do you say? You think you really think they're gonna let him up there again? No, they said he was fucking banned. Yeah, I know they're yeah, not. Yeah, that's my, my point. Yeah. So. He can win, but he just can't be there. Spider-Man's name is Miguel O'Hara. Thanks, Okay, buddy. fair. Appreciate you. But we're talking about emancipation now. Are we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will Smith, uh, we're talking about... I mean, look, about... Trey looks cool, man. I, I hope it's good. It feels like it's going to be like six hours long. It's it's it is. I'm, it I mean, just it looks it like is. it's going to be sad. Yeah, but like, I don't mind... No, movie. no, no. 
depressing. Depressing. I yes. don't mind the movie. Which is worse than Yeah, it sad. is. It is. No, you're right. I don't mind the movie being a certain length as long as it keep it, it it's paced well and it keeps yeah. you entertained. But it's a it's a I mean, three this is coming off Avatar that was three twelve. But it, I'll, I'll, I did not feel like three twelve. Everybody I've talked about it says it, it actually. It goes very well. Look, Jamie, he knows how to make a movie or two, guys. Let's so, you know, give him credit where it's So, due. the only thing about Emancipation that worries me is that it's, I'm just hoping, like, it looks It looks like it's going to be good. It's got a lot of talent in there, you know, Will Smith especially, but even like his supporting cast. I just don't want it to feel as long as it looks. And I get you. I get so, you. it's just it's one of those only things. 210. But, okay. All right. Now, however, Apple as a streaming platform doesn't give us a lot. But most, I've, I can't. Rem- I've, they're absolutely in the win column for us, I believe. Right, like more wins and losses mm-hmm. for like the things we watched from them. I can only think of one thing that was mediocre and that was lucky. I don't think we watched that here. I think I watched that with no, my family. We didn't watch like. Well, you didn't really like Spirited though. But I didn't. No, you're but right. But the production value was there. Yeah, spent exactly. a lot of money yeah. on it. Yes. So, but Apple, yeah, they, everything looks beautiful on Apple. They do have that polished look. It does. That it does. Even that Crisp. awful. Even that awful Greyhound movie with Tom Hanks. Okay, yeah, see, I didn't that, see that one. Which we're getting a sequel to, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to watch Emancipation. The trailer again, the trailer, but the movie is available to watch if you haven't seen it yet. But we are also covering that one for next week, so you can watch it with us and combine five hours and forty minutes of movies for next week, boys. Nice. It's, on a, it's only it's only thing. It's only on Christmas week. Only yeah. only Christmas week. Christmas week. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, and Scream Six, which I will make more. It'll have more resonance with me. Than you guys, I'm a bigger Scream fan than you well, guys. That being said, I'm excited for the next Scream trailer we get because this one, it is just a teaser. It is a teaser, but it seems interesting. Maybe it might be a little more serious tone, at least a little bit, which I think would be okay for you know from the Scream franchise, especially this one after the last one. I wouldn't mind seeing a more serious leveled, just more intense Scream movie instead of the more lighthearted thing that we get that we've been getting. Well, which one are you saying is lighthearted? lighthearted? The Five? last one. Yeah, the last one we I, watched. The more I watched that recently, I don't think lighthearted is the right. Well, word. no, it feels lighthearted. The more I agree with you, the more because I don't think as much thought went into that one mm-hmm. because it's the it's it's the murder of the sheriff right out and like he stabs her on the sidewalk yeah. in broad daylight and then no one does anything. Yeah. It's it, we're not that disconnected as a people, are we? Are yeah. we? I mean. It's it's just people I, die every day. I would like to see this one go a little more on the intense side of things. I think that'd be a a healthy shift for what what we're getting out of Scream and like these kinds of films anyway. I would like to see it make maybe more intense shift and do and do better than the usual. Well, it's in New York. Um, say we swing it in like a purge style Scream. There you go. Just kill everyone. I'm all, I mean, listen. If there's if there's thirty or forty of these guys and they're like, let's kill everybody. I'm in. You know what I mean? Fine. Let's go for it. But I, I need that voice to be there too. Let's yeah. Right. Kill everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Hundred percent. Um, I was upset when I saw the trailer. Some girl. I think we 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 hear. We see a, a Scream character looking at them on a train. Yeah. Of course, the lights are going out. But like, then we see him you ever put been his in the subway. Though that shit happens. Put his hand on her, f- and then we hear like a knife thrust. We hear like like a yeah. cut. We, yeah. we've, so we're assuming. So, how does that happen on a moving subway car? I get mad because I want. I don't like this super this super fake bullshit. Like I always hated that kill in the second one. Randy's pulled into the van and killed, and like there's this massive pool of blood, but hundred students walking beer. No one notices the. It's just it's insulting. Like you can't come up with a better scenario than that. 
then don't then don't make the movie. Don't spend the money if you can't come up with a better scenario. Again, a more serious tone might be good for this. We'll see. So we'll see. But I, it's only a teaser. But uh, yeah. it does yeah. do a cool thing with the M, the scream six, yeah. to make it six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I brought that. Right. Yeah, the, the blood comes over the makes yeah. it look like well, the slice the M, so does the IV, the VI. That was nifty. Yeah, I agree. All right, gentlemen. Nice touch. We are moving into the movie of the week portion of this. Let's talk about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio. It's like, hey, Pinocchio. That's from the last. <laughs> hey. no, wrong, wrong Pinocchio. Mm-mm. This is a much darker, Wait. more serious. We weren't supposed to watch that one again. We did. We were. <laughs> oh. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> no, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio from Netflix. So let's get some particulars out of the way first. Who oh, directed boy. it? Guillermo del Toro. This <laughs> <laughs> is particular out of the way. So here we go, and it's it's not it's not Pinocchio. It's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio because I guess they lost a name battle with Disney. Let's talk about some particulars. Ewan McGregor is the voice of Cricket. David Bradley Geppetto. If you don't know who that is, it is um Mr. Filch. I grabbed Harry your Potter. waters from the same spot, and the caps are different. I no, I noticed that as soon as you came mine. Thank you. Oh, okay. That, okay, I was going to say. Okay, never mind. You get no sport cap because you're not sporty enough. <laughs> <laughs> Ewan McGregor's cricket, David Bradley, which is Mr. Filch from Harry Potter. He is Geppetto. He's a little bit more than that from Harry Potter. Bro, he had the Riverlands in uh, oh, right. oh, Game right. of Thrones. Yeah, in Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah. Um, Gregory Mann is Pinocchio, and he is the boy in the beginning. I also share a love of the same soccer club as the guy. Oh, Good. Burn Gorman, the priest. Ron Perlman as friends. Podesta. John Turturro as De Torre. Oh, he's Podesta. Okay. Yeah. Finn Wolfred as Candlewick. Yeah. Kate Blanchett as Spazitura. That's the monkey, right? Spazitura? No, that's the wood spirit. Yeah. It is the, it is the wood spirit. Yeah. Why do I think it was the monkey? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tim Blake Nelson, he voices the Black Rabbits. Christoph Waltz as Count Volpe. Big cast. Tilda Swinton is the wood spirit. Oh, she's the wood spirit. Yeah. He might be right. That might be the monkey. I thought so. Yeah. No, you're right. Tilda Tilda Swinton's the one that the she's wood sprite and death. She's both. Oh, Tilda Swinton is wood sprite and death. She's both. So then the the monkey's name is Spazitura. Yeah. So I thought so. Okay. Shit name. I mean, it's kind of kind of creative. (laughs) So let's look at some. Let's look at some. some so this bad boy's got a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. It does indeed. 97% in the tomato meter, 85 in the audience score. That's about what it's I... It's a 12% difference because it terrified their children I was gonna say, when they watched it. Yeah, I, I know where the 15 you know <laughs> negatives come from. It's, I tried to watch this with my family and my daughter won't come out of her room. She's crying, <laughs> throwing her puppets around. <laughs> she said, why is Geppetto just like Daddy? And it just scared so her. So just mean? to preface, we did watch the Disney, the Disney Plus... Uh, Pinocchio version uh, just a little while ago. A month ago, a month and a half ago. About a month month ago, maybe a month and a half. It was not what we expected. Oh, what a train wreck. Even with Tom Hanks, it was still a train wreck. That's so disheartening. But it was was closer to the Disney version. Well, I mean, these movies share the same source material and the same characters and the same overarching story. And they are night and day different films. Couldn't be any different. And night and day different quality, production, and heart, and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So let's get into and it. One Roger. is terrifying. What's one, the and one is terrible? This is a darker. I'll just. This is a much darker take on the same story. Although none of the stories are really the the grim fairy tale. They're all Disney eyes. Is what we get from them. I'd but, say this is probably closer than some, though. This some is closer to the original telling of Pinocchio's original story. Yes, 
I think it's mainly because of its darker tone more than anything else. But, I mean, you can't really get much darker than a little boy getting bombed to death in a church. Yeah, I mean, we do. Well, so that's one of the things I did want to mention. Might as well just talk about it now. Yeah. So all these are based off the same fairy tale, um, at least for the, the basic source yeah. material. Now, the normal version of Pinocchio that we're used to ranges wildly in the times that it is portrayed at. True. This one sets a pretty hard time frame of, like, the 20s. Yeah. Like, 1920s here. So I thought that was an interesting way to go about it because... Now, in the animated version of Pinocchio, which is by far the more famous one and, you know, iconic. Well known, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the iconic one. You know, you don't get a hard time that it's set in. And you definitely don't really get a hard time that it's set in for this disaster of a remake we got not too long ago. But this one definitely dates itself to the early 20s. So we got that going for us. And, you know, definitely in Italy. So the original Pinocchio was published in February of 1883. Jeez, Dang. that long ago. Yeah. yeah. That does come before that. You and I were talking about that. There's a, a certain date, I think it's 1800s, about when you can and can't. Um, when, you, when you can and can't. Um, well, we were discussing about why that they can actually still call it Pinocchio and Disney just doesn't own it. But Copywriting, yeah. Okay, you can't yeah, copyright before can't a certain date. trademark date. things like that. So this one is, is slightly darker. Um, it's slightly. Slightly. <laughs> I much darker. Just label what darker, happens yeah. in the first 10 minutes. Well, it, but it also like puts it in more of a real, grounded. A man who's just a simple guy does what he's doing his thing in in Italy uh, in 1916, and then he, the war, the First World War, is brought into it, and he's in a church putting up a uh, a Jesus figure, a crucifix, a crucifix figure, yep. and um, him and his son get out, and his son he, goes back in for something, and the church is hit with a bomb. Which that's a reality for a lot of people in in, in war. The First World, First two, World War and the Great War and World War II are very bloody affairs for all of Europe. Um, and it's uh, sadly a lot of people were killed like that. But it does put it in a more grounded place. Well, this film just unapologetically is just dark. And it, it just includes these things that were realities. It leans in, it doesn't like lean into it. It doesn't like it doesn't use these things to highlight, you know, what the time is. It's just a part of the film. Yep. It almost feels just like it's net, like these things are like the centerpieces and the film is built around them in, in a way that flows very it's just the happenstance that mm-hmm. his son just gets bombed to death in a church, which is dark as hell and startling if you're not ready for this kind of stuff from this film. Mm-hmm. But it's appreciated. That's just the beginning of the terror, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When 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 Geppetto puts Pinocchio together, I brought this up when we were talking about like, you know, in the pre-show, is that he is in a drunken rage, put like just smashing together this this puppet to replace his son, which is just dark. He is angry and drinking and I love when he passes out, just falls back down the well, stairs, and well, just yeah. is like, I sleep here now. Yeah. Well, he's just like, he's like, oh, I'll finish it in the morning, because he has to sleep, because he's in a drunken stupor at probably six in the morning. Like, it's just, it's nuts. This whole thing is a very different take and feel from what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And the PG rating is amazing that it's even on this thing. I mean, it had to be close, man. I, I, it had to be close. I wouldn't be surprised if you see an article in a week, you know, you know, Netflix changes the rating of Pinocchio. Did, you know, I... I I won't be shocked when that happens. 100%. I don't think it's going to happen now, but I do want to just take a look at his just filmography for one second. It, with, with Guillermo, it's important, I think. So Blade 2, going back all the way to 2002, hell of a movie. Blade 2, Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, those one all kinds Pan's of Labyrinth. words. Really put Good. him on the map. Hellboy 2, uh, Pacific Rim, 
Then he did. Uh, if you're aware of oh, PT, I he did hell yeah, incredible. brother! If you that movie, if you forget uh, PT, the playable teaser for Silent Hill, that's a but that's a stylistically, it's important to talk about. Mm-hmm. He did Crimson Peak, uh, Shape of Water, Nightmare Alley, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. But like, yep. he always has a distinct style of his things, yeah. and like, I think Pan's Labyrinth and Hellboy are as good as any to. Like, yes, that's Guillermo. We like Nightmare so, Alley, too. Nightmare Alley was different. It was different, yeah. but it was very Guillermo-ish, it was. if that makes sense. It was. So, but it's important. I, I think it's really kind of cool to talk about it in that light. Also, just a little side note. I watched the the Netflix um, where he talks about making Pinocchio. Okay. All the rigors that go into dealing with um, stop motion, uh, set design, and that to build a bigger version and a smaller version just to make sure you have both of them. And it's... The, the challenges presented there, and it's really interesting. The, the hour went by super quick. Yeah. So it's very... Check that check, out. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's super awesome to watch. Uh, that's what... But it's... I like... What I what I like about this one is... I think you may have said the right term is unapologetically, but we use unapologetic because we're so used to being hand-fed everything. Like, But, like, it's the way... It should be, I guess. Well, we're we're used to Pinocchio especially being a Disney property. Yeah. We and, are, and especially and this, with the one ain't. from... No. Especially with Tom Hanks' one, like, it ends on a super great note. Yeah. Everyone's happy. He has his son back. Like, this one ends on the darkest of notes. Yes. But only because life has intervened and life has played out for three characters the way it should have played out. Yeah. So that's, yeah, and a whale exploded. Yeah. Yeah, completely with a, normal with a landmine. You know, yeah, completely normal. A sea mine, dumbass. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they're on the land. It's fine. Sea <laughs> mine, dumbass. <laughs> but with Depth that charge. So with that, is uh, let's talk about the design of Pinocchio. Let's talk about how he looks compared to what we're used to. Okay. Is uh, we're used to a wooden boy that looks like a boy. Yeah, and this is a a wooden boy. That looks like a tree cut. <laughs> a tree yeah. cut into yeah. the shape of a man. This is Tree Boy Woodfist. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's who this is. Well, it's that's what I like about it. It's it's also you can tell it's off. And I I don't know if you noticed, but I was watching a documentary. He's Guillermo talks, but well, Geppetto's in a drunken stupor when he cuts him, so we made him uneven. Yeah, because he's drunk and he's not going to do anything precision. So yep. I'm like that's great detail. To really stupid up. broken legs when he did oh, instead God, of yeah. replacing them, he just glues them. Yep. <laughs> Terrible. Well, but that's I. I do. How do you guys Famous feel about wood the, carver my ass? How do you guys feel about the the design of Pinocchio? So, so I so I like the design, right? And I'll let you lead okay. in right after this. Okay. I, I like the design. I think it it it's lends towards the way that the character grows too. Um, and I'll highlight that point back when we hit the end of the movie because of of a line that happens at the end, which just you couldn't have had that that like. The correlation between like one of the characters and Pinocchio at the very end of this film, if he wasn't in the state that he is, because it's odd that he becomes a real boy, but he doesn't change. He still remains as the puppet, which I think is a more of like it's a good story piece than anything else. What did you think of the design? No, I, you, what you said is correct. Now, like the design of Pinocchio himself, I actually want to roll into the design of everything. With the way that they do the stop motion and the animation is like it looks. Listen, I've seen stuff that looks better than this, obviously, yeah. but it definitely looks consistent and really good all the way throughout yeah like and it really helps with the tone here right because you know listen, me and chris have already joked several times about this movie is very dark especially for a retelling of a fairy tale because of the way they look and especially pinocchio the stuff that they can do with the shadows cast off of and stuff like it looks oh, yeah. really really good in that aspect mm-hmm. Um, but even small things like geppetto like the way his beard never moves yeah stuff like that because yep. it's 
it's like he's also made out of wood and things yep. like that. It, it's stuff like that that really goes a long way to showing how much time that they put into this movie because the budget for this movie wasn't a whole, whole lot, especially because we talk about Netflix and they, they tend to throw money at God knows what. This movie, this whole movie was less than $35 million. So that's very impressive, especially with the voice talents that they oh, have. Oh, yeah, there's some big so, ones in here. I, 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 yeah, I think uh, I think that really speaks to you know how these people you know how they lined this out and made it made it work. So I think it's great. And I mean, there really are some parts you know like when they're you know I just joked about the whale exploding. Like when when they're trying to get out of the whale and you know they're making his nose grow and it's not just growing like it's becoming an actual tree yep. every time he tells a lie and like that's neat how yeah. they went about that so it's detail but Guillermo that's Guillermo's yeah. thing is detail so it's so, it's definitely like weird there. gothic detail but yeah detail so yeah that's my say on that yeah design's good what about the world and I, like, this is in relation to the one we just saw with Tom Hanks and like a hyper realistic world with animated things in it no, no, it the, looked weird the, so you can't do this film the way that that it has been done any other way than like what's been delivered to us I think if you would have like some weird half stop motion, half you know real world like placements, it would have felt off or not felt right. Like the world that was built and the time frame that it was in, it it, it all connects really well because I don't think you could do another time area either, and uh, and give the story the that heavy feeling that this has all the way through because the world right now is heavy, not just their situation. Yeah, it's the not whole, like the war part. Plays yeah. a heavy yeah. role in things. It's not, well, yeah, because you have real things happen with like you know you know the, the young men that have to go to That's war right. now. It's like it's it, it's a subject, and it's you know our characters have different you know have different thoughts about it and like things they want to do. It's just the movie's time frame is perfect for what they're trying to do with like the feel of the movie. I don't think you can do any other time period, and it, it fits the way the animation and how just heavy the movie feels. I agree with you. It's, I'm glad you brought that up. One thing I do want to bring up is it's it's in a very fascist Italy mm-hmm. leading up to the Second World War, just after the First World War, and they do like a I don't they do what we you know we see it we think oh it's a Nazi salute they do it when for instance it's done and they don't say what it is they just do it like they don't like say oh that's you know well again I think that it like it's just a part of it's just a part of the, wor- the, the part, world part of the yeah. world yeah. That they're building exactly without like, needing the explanation yeah like, they're not centering these moments around these like big iconic things these iconic things are just a part of the film in a very un- unapologetic way but a very happenstance way because I agree. that's the time we're in and I think that's kind of brilliant because if you highlight it then it becomes then it becomes an issue or a possible issue you know, or you know, a big negative that people can like point to, but it's just part of the film. So the people that are going to they're going to notice it and be offended by it. it. They're picking it out to be offended by it instead of it just being a part of the appreciation of paying respect to the time piece you've made your movie. Yep, which I think is important. True. No, it, it definitely is important though. That, that's the thing is, and same with they work that kind of fascist Italy. Well, they work the Pinocchio into the time, but they also use that as a as a major story element mm-hmm. too of. The the backdrop, especially with um, what's it, Candlewick? Is it? Yeah. Finn Wolfhard's Finn Wolfhard's character, you know, Candlewick and 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 Pinocchio are two different. That's they use that to really tell you the dichotomy between the two: a real boy and a fake boy. But like the fake boy gets and the real boy doesn't quite. You know, it's just it's mm-hmm. the heart of you know. It's I love how they were able to weave that in, dark or not. I I don't think you should not watch the movie based on that merit. 
I wonder if anyone's watched turned it on and be like, oh, it's too dark for me. I wonder if... Oh, I'm sure well, that's happening. I don't, I don't know if a lot of adults would do that, but I, like Chris mentioned before, like if you watch this with your kids, like this is not going to... Just style-wise, like visually, like it's going to creep some kids out. Yeah. Because legitimately, like that picture you're looking at right there, Grayson, pull that back up. So Grayson's looking at a picture of uh, Geppetto with uh, the monkey that's on his true. back right. in, the, in the middle of a rainstorm. Like, that's scary. It's weird. <laughs> like, it's weird. So I can see, you know, like Chris, your daughter's what, seven year old? Yeah, seven, about yeah. to be eight. She'd probably have a hard time with something like this. Yeah, like I can't imagine. Like my my daughter would be scared of this film. Like she, like, and it wouldn't be like a scared as in like you know this specific thing is scary. Ah, it's the film would feel creepy to her, and she would want me to turn it off. Yeah, I guess she would so. say she would just tell me I don't like this, and then like we would be done with it. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not meant for her though. I think this is meant. It's for rated our, PG though. I but. I think they got the PG rating because it's got Pinocchio in the title. I think they probably cut some stuff. What you guys were debating earlier is you guys both said, how did it get a PG rating and not a PG-13 rating? I bet you stuff was cut to get the PG rating because I think Netflix ultimately thought if the name Pinocchio is there, we there's, have to have the, a PG There's going to be too many people turning this on. Yes, yeah, so gotcha. we need to – I mean it's – but I would imagine you give Guillermo – 50 million and say make it as you want he'd have made it damn near r-rated yeah but the real legend is somewhat darker all the legends are darker than what yeah. we than what disney has given us for yeah. sure but especially this pinocchio legend and uh with emphasis on the the uh the christoph waltz character count volpe is extremely dark mm-hmm. where he's pretty much i mean it just it's he's a slave a, a performing slave and at one point he's beating the shit out of the monkey <laughs> like, yeah, well, legitimately like, like roughing him up it's there are elements here that I'm glad that, but I'm glad we got a more adult version of this. Having the version we had kind of soured my taste on Pinocchio, and I'm not Pinocchio is not my favorite, but it is a popular IP for Disney. Yeah, it so is. Yeah, of course, it really soured my taste on Disney because they they made every wrong decision. They went every and, and I'm telling you, Disney, if you keep well, with the, the most recent one, the live action, the, the, the yeah, live action yeah. with, with with Tom Hanks. Yeah, if like you say, Chris. If you make certain decisions, you got to be okay with the outcome for those decisions. I'm gonna stick, that's all I'm going to say about what I said. But Disney, if you don't course correct soon, you're going to find yourself in a weird situation. But I think Guillermo did everything. This one does everything right. Or most things right. Doesn't yeah. do everything so right, can I ask you one right. something? I, I don't really mean this as a joke, but it will sound funny. Did you feel like he was naked? Because like, he didn't have clothes? I never kind thought of. about that. So he legitimately, the whole time... Yeah. He's just wood and like no like clothing, no, like, no pants, nothing. no trousers. Yeah. Like I like all the way through me, I'm just like, he's just never gonna get pants. It just ain't gonna be a thing here. My wife's like, why do you keep bringing that up? Mostly because I'm an idiot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like I, I honestly felt that way because like he doesn't have any eye color, he doesn't have hair color. He's just a solid. It's piece like of wood. it's like the movie finds multiple ways to just be kind of unsettling. Yeah, well, okay. and that's just one of them. Well, right? and, but he he looks so weird when he's just a single color, and then like the stuff happening with his nose, yeah. and it's like, what the. F- <laughs> well, let's just for two minutes go back a little bit. We mentioned when we were talking amongst ourselves, Coraline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also I love a that creepy film. looking movie. It is very creepy. Would you let your daughter watch that at seven? We've watched it when they were two, well, when, when, they're, when they're three, four, five, but six. Like, yeah, that's no. I no, mean, see, I haven't no, seen Coraline no. in a while, but that's no less so, dark than this. So no, no. So I, I can I can speak a little bit to like the contrast between them. Coraline is dark and creepy. And has its scary moments in a very traditional movie style way, though. So, yeah, the overall, like, you know, like the going between worlds is almost innocent until you learn more and more about how evil the Why mother, it is. Yeah, how evil the matriarch version of the mother is. So, like, that, that's, that doesn't have a build up and a ramp up, and the movie does have that crescendo point when you know everything is wrong. 
this but it doesn't start that way you have the wholesome family at the beginning you have you know the you know the troubled the troubled daughter with the parents that are neglectful and all that stuff that ramps up and builds into what has Coraline fall to the trap of the matriarch and then becomes you know connected there whereas but then she's given the tools to overcome that and so you do have a triumph moment for the for the for the female lead in that in this film it doesn't have that it's just bombed kid in the church in the first 10 minutes and that's a tame thing compared to some of the things that happen in this film. Yes. And it's a very dark, very heavy, with a lot of serious things right in your face. You have a al- you have a drunken stupor father Geppetto who loses a son, goes through grief. You have to explain that to a kid to way a way that they understand it. All le- valuable lessons you could teach, but this movie just throws them all at you and they're not easy things to talk about or to explain to a kid that you know is five years old like one of my daughters and then seven years old and my other daughter it's a little bit different you know compared to like Coraline it, it really is because again you don't have that build up and that and that character progression and like the the darkness is something you overcome at the high point of the film this is dark all the way through well and Coraline is going to be much more relatable yeah. Then, then some of the thematic stuff that happens in this movie is true. Yeah. So, all right. How about Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, so I, I watched that recently. A way less too. dark movie than this. Yeah, it's yeah. It, dark. It's dark, but it, so it's a Halloween film meant to be creepy, right? So like you have this stuff, but again, there's the lightheartedness of of everyone in Halloween Town, where they're all actually good. They're they're good people, they're right? Just weird looking. Yeah, they're yeah they're spooky looking because that's what the, that's what they've been created for. But like they all just want to have a great Halloween and bring terror to everyone because that's what they think is what they're supposed to yeah. do. You know, let's like, have yeah. a badass, terrifying Christmas. Yeah, and you're ja- like. Yeah, bro, yeah. let's do it. Jack Skellington kidnaps Santa Claus because he thinks he's doing the correct thing and trying to be helpful by bringing kids a different version of Christmas. That dude, he's when that, little, well, no, I just when that people... little kid pulls out that severed head, I'm oh, like, dude, yeah, perfect, bro, right? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> we all got one of those laying around, don't we? Yeah. I just, I, people used to talk about, like, oh, it's a great movie, but man, it's creepy. Like, well, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's... Yeah, it, it, it can be. But here's the thing. People have, a, people have a perception of what they talk about and see and hear you know when they first see it and that is impactful like for our generation that was weird and creepy back then now you wouldn't bat an eyelash if something like that was yeah, made right, right. So you know what i mean one one other last thing i'll talk about nightmare before christmas and the creepiness so nightmare before christmas is creepiness varies wildly but whether you think it's a halloween related movie or a, or christmas, a christmas related, related movie. movie that's true so if you think it's a christmas movie it's creepy as fuck if you think it's a <laughs> halloween movie you're like yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah, because, like, there's, there's, and this is a terrible example, but there's a lot of things that happen in Hocus Pocus that are, go along the lines of Hollow, of uh, Night Before Christmas. Just, like, the same kind of gags and same things you see visually. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, if you were to take that away from there and think of it as a Christmas film, it's like, yeah, this is messed up. Yeah, shouldn't be happening there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Fair, it all okay. sense. Well, fair, but back to the... So let's so we'll go back to Guillermo with the, what some of the stuff we, we just said is, I don't think it's too bad for maybe a five-year-old seven-year-old might be able to barely digest it, but there'd be questions. That's what I mean. As a father of a almost eight-year-old child, I think this would be a hard watch for her because of just she won't get the things that are happening, and that's a weird conversation well, for a parent to have. Especially with his journey yeah. through death and I, like come back like yeah. with the two sprites and, and, the, and the talking card. What are the rabbits talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like, that's a tough one. If my daughter wants to put this on, I'll put it on for her. Sure. I'm not going to turn it on on purpose. Hey, you should watch this film. I'm excited for her to watch this when she's like 10 or 11. I think that'll be a great opening to a lot of these conversations that I can have with my daughter as a parent yep. and, you know, as a, a different way to explore a different kind of film for her. 
But right now, I ain't turning this on for my kid. There ain't no way. One other, one other scene I think you'd have a hard time trying to explain to a child would be after their little war games thing when uh, old angry dad throws a pistol down on the table and he's like, finish it. And you're like, what the? Yep. <laughs> kill, uh, kill, kill the puppet. Uh, kill yeah. The puppet. yeah. Imagine, yeah. Hey, Mallory, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like Pinocchio. The Disney yeah. one? Mm-mm, any of them. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, Pinocchio's just gone. Yeah, this yeah. movie could scar a kid. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, scarring is kind of a weird, but like Guillermo's a different kind of guy when it comes to the stories he wants to tell. They're all, even Pan's Labyrinth, super dark. I wouldn't yeah. show my kid even Hellboy Pan's Labyrinth Blade, yet. Like, you know? I don't think it's, I think it's, this is, I think, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think this movie is as good as a Pinocchio movie probably can oh, be. I 100% agree with you uh, on I that. I mean, so, we're talking about it being cre- creepy, that does not mean I don't think this movie is good. Yeah. It is just really creepy. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. I guess. For the con- I'm, for I'm, not, I'm not conflating the two. I'm not confusing oh, yeah. the two either. I want to be yeah. very clear about that. From the that. perspective of a father of an right. eight-year-old child, she ain't watching this. From I, I'm going to watch. Will you guys turn this film back on at some point in the next, in, in, in like the next yeah, year? I mean, listen, it's not a hard no. Yeah, so, I watched this listen, again. We've watched plenty of shit recently that has been like, I'll never watch that again. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's a waste of time. De- well, yeah. well even time. decent film, but I ain't gonna watch again. Mm-hmm. You know that this if if I walked in and like my wife had this turned on, I'm gonna quietly sit down and watch it with her. You know what I mean? Because it's it it's just a good film. I think it's thought provoking too. Probably catch something else too because there's there's oh, yeah. all kinds a lot of happening here. This, yep. yeah. So you guys really should watch that hour documentary about how they made it. Actually, that I, I might yeah. check it out. So let me ask you guys this. Um, I mean like, you know, beto- between all the characters that we see and all and all the scenes and all the events, what was your guys' favorite scene in this film? Like what set piece did you like the most? Hmm. I didn't like the, I'll say what I didn't like is the is the soldiering on, okay. the, on the hilltop with okay. the, the teaching kids how to be soldiers. I didn't like that. I know a lot of people are going to stand that out as their what they like I just didn't like it okay. um, I guess one of my favorite set pieces would have been I really enjoyed when Pinocchio was with uh, Death yeah I was saying, talking to that was yeah. my favorite well because he's again it's it's hard to be, I mean it's I have the same thing with the other Pinocchio film I do with this one is he doesn't know anything. He's born. He's asking questions about the world, but he knows what profit is. When he's like, "Oh, send the money to my dad. Send my share of the profits." Like, okay, well, he just he should have known what that was. But death, oddly enough, I had the most fun in this conversation because she was explaining mm-hmm. the rules of the world, yep. which rules you can bend and which ones you can absolutely not bend. Yep. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I I, I think that entire like interaction. One, I like I love the design of of like that room they were in. I love the design of death in this in this film. I think she's a like the, that spirit is very well done, and I liked the interaction with the hourglass and the riddles that she spoke and the way that Pinocchio like like perceived them. them. Yeah, yeah I, I loved that. Well, each time he got more of what she was saying yeah. because he understands. Mm-hmm. And then like the the last exchange they have is is of course thematically extremely important. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She. I mean, I mean, he says, you know, you, you know, send me back, and she was like, no, no, no. The not, rules are rules. Not we me. Did, we discussed yeah, this. Not me. I. You know, I can't, can't break the rules. You break the cycle, you're yeah. gonna deal with the consequence. Yep. So I like that because it, that's what, and I'm gonna say this. That's what some of that is what. Um, Slumberland should have had in it. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I don't want to get into yeah, it. But yeah. That should have been yep. some of that. Is some rules are immutable and you cannot break them. Some rules you can. Which ones you can? You can't. That's a, that's the key. But I thought that. So what about yours? Uh, so my one of my favorite things is was uh, when Pinocchio was having the conversation with the other puppets or what mm-hmm. he thinks are the other puppets yeah. that are alive, and it's all the monkey, uh, whatever Spazitura. Spazitura mm-hmm. is. I, that whole scene is just fascinating to me how like it all plays out, and you know, then Pinocchio finally starts to realize that. 
those puppets aren't actually alive like him yep. and that maybe somebody who he didn't think was an ally is really truly an ally yeah um I, I that and something like that has weight for a small child oh yeah you know in that age group that realizes it it's he's trying to look out for me it, and it, it, it's almost like a it's almost like it symbolizes like 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 a piece of innocence lost mm-hmm. because like it's so naive and trusting and then all of a sudden it's like like that kid brain and that kid thought process of, oh no, this is pretty bad. Yeah, this is a grown yeah. up thought here. Yeah, and yep. it's like, like that's something that was a little more heavy hitting. You know, that yeah. wasn't ready for in my Pinocchio yep. film. You know what it's, I mean? It's it's a deep cut, man. Yeah. It's like which which shit. again, after the first fifteen minutes of this film, I should have I should have been ready for all of these. But as more and more came, it was just like, God damn, this movie. Well, no, and I think the the fact that you weren't ready for him speaks for Guillermo's way mm-hmm. of storytelling. Is yeah. you you didn't you were you were so in it that you didn't see ahead, which is what yeah. you know a problem that all three of us have is oh, I saw it coming twenty twenty minutes. So I saw it coming for twenty minutes. You know, it's just nothing's a surprise anymore. But a lot of this, some lot of the stuff in this was a surprise. Mm-hmm. A lot of no, the plot so twists we, were interesting. You know, we'll 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 make the reference again to the fairy tale. You know, some of the through line stuff is still there. Yeah. you know, you get your basics. You know, as you grow up, you learn more stuff. And, you know, Pinocchio didn't have a brain, basically, so he had to learn all this, you know, at a very accelerated pace. The basic Pinocchio story is there. Yeah. It's just a different take on it. And, I mean, it works. And to be surprising as an adult, seeing how they portrayed this thematically is like, wow, okay, sure, I get that. You know, because we deal with death and, you know, consequences and all of these things and they, how they fold out. And it'd be hard for a child to process some of this stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, two, two things I loved because movies don't ever approach these, especially PG rated Pinocchio kids movies or should have been, or could be a kids movie is when he, someone explained to him what a burden was mm-hmm. and he's saying something you carry with you, but it's not the best. And then, you know, Geppetto calls him a burden. Hmm. Um, also, oh, it's also, it's when, so when he has, so when Geppetto makes him, he comes alive, which I, I love because surprise you're hung over by Here's sin- your kid. <laughs> since well, I mean that's, <laughs> that, that's isn't that how it always oh, happens? No. That's thematically relevant. Yeah. Twenty twenty two, sure, but no. when's in the other one in uh, the the Disney Plus live action with Tom Hanks with Cynthia Revo, she was the fairy godmother who pretty much well that's fairy godmother. I may yeah. be getting my character. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, who who pretty much you know gave it to him without. We didn't. We we got the yin. We never got the yang yeah. in that movie. There was there was literally yin. no strings attached in that exchange. And so I love, but Ooh. again, Disney, you keep making things like that. that. That's gross. <laughs> Fair. Um, what I what I really enjoyed about the scene I'm gonna or the sequence I'm gonna d- reference is, so the townspeople pretty much think that he is witchcraft. Yeah, <laughs> that he shouldn't and exist. He Sorcery. You bring him into this church, house yeah. of the Lord. <laughs> but what I loved yes. is um. Pinocchio's, him at the stake. Pinocchio's question is, I'm made of wood, no one likes me. He's made of wood, and people praise him. That is a deep like a deep thought. Well, I mean, it is, but it's also a child's thought. Yeah. Because... You're, you're right. Uh, yeah. Like, legitimately, he doesn't know who Jesus is. Nope. You know, especially in any sort of biblical reference. He just knows that man's a wooden statue, and they love that guy. Yeah. It, you what, know, why, why don't they love me? I'm alive. It, it's such a... It's He's such a, a heavy subject to hit right there in that film, but it, it they they nail it, and it's like you said, it's like the child's perspective. It's a very selfish perspective, mm-hmm. but it also it's a learning perspective. It is absolutely. It's a curiosity. It's like, well, I I'm this thing. How come you know? How come everyone is is looking at me this way when they look at this thing? With has no idea that they're not anywhere yeah. near the same yeah. thing. Well, yeah, but it's wise. like, but, it, it, but why it's, would he? I mean, he has no exactly. frame of reference for anything. Yeah. Which is what. 
the 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 child wonderment is was captured well here. Yeah. But he needed but when he needed to grow up and see things and see the the two sides of the coin towards the end he did. And especially the decision he makes to go back early yeah. and break the cycle like that's see that's what I want more films to do is make characters make decisions that impact them but help others but they deal with the consequences. So let me ask you this though. So and this, you know, some of our some of our newer show you know listeners might not know this but like how did you feel about the fact that the stakes was taken away? And th- this, yeah, but the fact that that the sacrifice that was made was undone by the wish. Well, but how do you feel about it's that? It's a different situation, though. Is it though? Kind of. I mean, well, it was made. S- the, the the sacrifice was made selflessly, mm-hmm. thinking of someone else, not a thought of his own self, and he oh, yeah. just wanted to help his papa. Oh, yeah. And I get that, but the undoing of it, I don't quite see as the. I don't quite see as a problem because he didn't okay. know it. Well, especially now because he's cursed. True. Because now he will live forever until yes. he dies, until something yeah. kills him. Oh, yeah. At least that's the vibe that I get from it. Well, you know, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like, he <laughs> he can die, but he will never die of natural causes. Yeah. Well, that, but that's, isn't that the curse? Yeah. Isn't that we're talking about? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know saying. if that's a real thing, but it sure felt bad. So, <laughs> when he's like, legitimately walks off or something, and be like, he'll probably die someday. Probably. We, okay. So the I fuck want, does that mean? I want to talk about two more things. Yeah. Is, the pine cone, as it relates to the end, and then cricket. Because we didn't talk about cricket. Cr- so I th- let's talk about cricket first. I think cricket is a voiced is by a, Ewan McGregor, wonderfully voiced yeah. by Ewan McGregor. I think I think cricket's you know his his character like journey in this is also very good, and it, I think it's it's hard hitting. And I think one of my favorite moments in this movie is just the smallest line where cricket passes away eventually. Yeah, um, he dies of age, and he makes a uh, a reference of. And now, and, and now he keeps it where where his heart is. Yeah, inside which, of his little, which is right where his heart would be. And he was his conscience, mm-hmm. and your conscience is is it follows your heart. I thought that was a brilliant line, and you couldn't have had that if he wasn't always made of wood, and if you and if he wasn't designed the way okay. he was. That's what sure. I talked about earlier about, about his design, where like because he's designed the way he is, imperfect, lopsided, hollow in places. He has that space in his heart. Yeah, the, you the, know the that he knot. Can, that yeah. he can then put Jiminy, which I thought was. Sebastian, Sebastian J. J. Cricket. Oh, I called yeah. him Jim. I, okay, sorry. No, Sebastian, Sebastian J. Yeah, yeah. Cricket. Well, Thank I you. thought that was a a. It's going to be an underrated line because I thought it was just so clever. No, but it's one of the better lines. In it the is. Movie. Especially you realize that Jiminy. Well, again, Sebastian. He's all when he's when he's in his hollow. You only see the hollow and outside. You never see the where. It, then like where it he zooms is. out and. Yep. It's so. It, like details like that are not. We don't talk about movies with that level of detail very often. It's yeah. nice to talk about one with that mm-hmm. kind of detail. Yep, it shows they've been working on this for a long time, and people who made this movie cared about yeah. it. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, that's that's good. I think Jiminy was fantastic. Sebastian, was Sebastian J. Um, I loved how he kind of came into it. He was, he was just in the tree. He was just in the tree, and then. In in Geppetto's drunken stupor, he cut it down and dragged it in the house. That's how he became involved. Again, yeah. natural world yeah. being pushed into the not just like forced into the movie, but like he's in there because he something was that could actually happen. I, I think it's interesting to think that like he started where his heart where his heart is, and that's where he ends up yep. too. I think, and I think it's almost like it's it, there's a lot of symbolism there that we probably don't even understand. But I did I, think, I did think it's funny movie. when he addresses the spirit when she first comes into the house. He's like, "I live here." This yeah. is my house. You have to talk to me about this. Like, I wasn't consulted yep. about this. Well, but that's you've been here for forty seconds, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's it, well because he he's kind of gang pressed into looking after Pinocchio. Oh yeah, 
because he's there, not because I mean, because he's <laughs> part of the equation. Timing and circumstance. But, but like he's the one. But that's what I love about he takes his charge seriously, and it's not. It's that's why everybody can hear him talk, right? That's not just me that thought that. No, yeah, everyone. Okay, everyone can hear him. I'm just yep. making sure we're all on the same. It's like page. the Family Guy, like do they understand yeah. Stewie can yeah, talk? Yeah. Like, yep. What's the? Um, yeah, so everyone can definitely hear him talk. I think so, anyway. And I love the ending hits me so hard because he's like, I eventually stopped breathing, and then yeah. he put me. He in just a box, put me in a box. Put yeah. me in his, like he's just like, whoa, yeah. all right, that's what's happening. Okay, yeah, we're going there. And the ending is so hard with the, especially with the pine cone. I, the thematic with the pine cone is so interesting because I mean, it's just it's the cycle of the pine cone, and then the narration he gives, Sebastian gives, as Jiminy is finally, sorry, is Pinocchio is finally leaving his place after he's buried those most important to him. He's going off in the world. The movie, the narration is just, he lived, Geppetto died, I died, the monkey died, and Pinocchio went in the world. I hope he found his way. Fiend. Well, yeah, well, yeah it's, it's like he goes out and, and is well received by the world, or I believe so, or something like that. Like, I know the word, well, the, or, I, or, believe or, so I bet you he didn't go back into church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, that's what I love about this movie is it doesn't, not every movie has to have a, a 100% happy ending. Well, you know, Pinocchio translates literally to pinecone, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that, but now I do. Interesting. Is that yep. why you want to be pinecone? I mean, technically it's pine nut, but that's what pine, pine nut. Same thing, yeah. Yep, same thing. So let's, as we move into scoring, is there any last last few comments you guys want to make? No, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a pretty good flick. It's It would definitely terrify children. See, I don't... I'm maybe, maybe, that same. maybe 40 You're not a adults. dad. That's fair, but... <laughs> I, also, I also... But, I mean, I have a good friend who I'm part godfather to his kid and yeah. I, I mean i think about him all the time well legitimately at your age there weren't some of these things where you're just like that's fucking creepy man no there were that's yeah ima- imagine and... being 10 without an understanding of how the world works yeah sure yeah. i get it i was afraid of the movie anaconda you know what i mean like <laughs> it's just yeah j-lo and yeah <laughs> that's a different, yeah, different that movie kind of movie. stinks <laughs> yeah it does With john voight and yeah um, Who else is in that movie? Jalen? Um, what's his it. face? Um, wow, what's his name? S- Owen, Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Somebody yeah. else famous is in yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's... I just, just watched that like six weeks ago. It's wow. an interesting movie. Um, so going, in, going into scoring then, any last, anything else you guys want to say before we move into it? No. I'll, uh, I'll score it first and I'll, I'll say you know, my last things here. So this film is wonderfully dark. Um, it's It's got a heavy tone to it. I can't believe it's PG. However, voice acting's amazing. The art style is beautiful. The stop motion is great. The character designs are, I think, I think what stands out the most to me. As someone who I, I'm, I'm very imaginative in some in some of my spaces, and like this just it tickled all my fancies. Like I like I again this, the the wood spirit and death both. I think were just so awesome. captivating and just wonderfully voice acted. This to me. This is like an eight and a half. Ooh, I like this nice. film. I'd watch it again. I'm excited to watch it again. It's even though it's sad and sucks at times. I like this. It's clever and it deserves way more eyes on it. I think. Nice. You want me to go? Or you want to go? You go ahead. All right. So I wasn't gonna go quite as high as Chris. Uh, I was only go about a seven. Uh, I think it's a pretty good movie overall, though. Um, that being said, I would like Guillermo. I'd like to see another take on another, yeah, you know, fairy tale. Give him another one. Because uh, like, look. Pinocchio is a pretty famous fairy tale, but there are far more famous ones out there that I would love to see tackled somewhat like this. Uh, I think that would be an interesting take. Because, look, he proved to me right now he can take a story and Guillermo it. <laughs> you know, make it, make it his own. And I, I think that's a cool thing to do. Because, like, look, 
to say you're going after something, you know, obviously that was around before Disney took it, but Disney made it what it is. True. You know, to go at that from a different light and make it work as well as it does is very impressive to me. So I would like something else, like a couple years down the road, see something else. I think yeah. that'd be cool. Just, do you guys think Disney, like people, you think that anyone at Disney watched this and was like, man, we missed that boat, didn't we? No, I, I wouldn't say they'd miss the boat, but I bet you somebody was like, wow, that's a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, because I, I hope something like this was eye-opening to them. So here's the thing, though. When 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 Giro, and not to interrupt your score, but like when Giro's making this, he wasn't looking at the Pinocchio, the Disney animated Pinocchio, and like make and like making this film. He was reading the original work, I bet, yeah. and making this film. He wasn't looking at it from the lens of the Pinocchio animated film that we all oh, know. Oh no, not not at all. He was he looking was, at it from yeah. the lens of what actually like this comes from. Yeah, so no, one hundred percent. He so, definitely would have pulled jack shit from the <laughs> live action. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing he wanted anyway, but I'm right with Chris, eight and a half, and I thought I was wow. going to be the highest by several points, but I, I thought this movie was great. I love, again, I like the dark. I like, not everything always works out for people, but I like the choices that Pinocchio makes. I like the design of Pinocchio, but more, most importantly, I keep saying it is, I like the rules of life and death. We get the yin, then we get the yang. The rules are clearly laid out to us, and characters have to abide by them, and Everything seems to know about the rules except Pinocchio. It's like the rabbits, um, everyone in that world, the, the, the two spirits, the rabbits, and a few other things, they all seem to know about the rules of the world, and you cannot break certain ones, and you can others. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting, but this to, to me, this is this is right up there with Guillermo's best. This is like Pan's Labyrinth. This is eight and a half. So okay. I'm very, very, very happy this was. You merely adopted the dark. I was born, born into it. it. Yes, thank you. What, um... One last question for you guys: What Giro, what fairy tale would you like him to go after? Then I don't know because I mean, there's there's some. Like, what there's, comes to your mind that you would love someone to do like like, like a darker version? Like so this I think on. one that easily becomes super dark super quickly is Hansel and Gretel. Okay. Now we've seen that done before, so yeah. I don't know if I'd want to go that route. There's got to be a couple other ones that would yeah. that would work out. What about you? I, so well, Pinocchio's got the thing is you can't have him do like Beauty and the Beast. Why not? Or anything, but why not? Well, because then, then it looks like you're going straight at Disney. Why not? Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, he can do it. When, just, when, this is the rest of his life, then fine. When but. the king has notches in his armor, you know, that, that that's no one's fault but the king. You that's know what true. I mean? That's so, true. I, I would, so I know this has been overdone, but like I love the story of Alice in Wonderland, and I would love to see a well-done, serious take on it like this. Because like the Alice in Wonderland movies, the live-action ones. The Tim Burton the f- ones. First, yeah, the, t- the first one is okay. The second one was dog shit fire but like something like this this feel to it and this tone done really well i would love i would kill for that i love that story and this the the darkness that is the alice in wonderland tale i would love to see something like this for that i think red riding hood would probably translate pretty mm-hmm. well too because that okay. story's super fucking dark yes, it is so yeah yeah <laughs> let's let it ride baby yeah red riding hood would be that's a good that's my that's and there's my a lot of too. murder in there there is like, a lot of murder <laughs> an obscene amount of murder yep. That's more of like a gothic, like isn't that like a the beat like colonial America kind of early yeah. stages? I mean, of, it's yeah. basically a vampire story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. Red Riding Hood would be my choice too. I was I couldn't think of it. Like we all know these these well Cinderella, Snow White, uh, maybe Sleeping Beauty. We, that hasn't been touched for a Rumble while. Rumpelstiltskin's also one that is a grim fairy tale, which also is really dark too. But so. Rumpel's been done with the 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 ABC show. What was that? Stephen King did a. One of his his last book that he finished is called Fairy Tale, mm-hmm. which if you haven't checked it out, I absolutely recommend it. It's like nine and a half or ten. 
out of ten, and it spins some of that stuff in. It's kind of kind of nifty. See, I feel I feel like we'll see that in the movie form here. Listen, I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen King writes good stuff. All right, all right, gentlemen. This has been episode 309A of For the hey? Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five: Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Next week, next week, we're taking a look at Avatar, The Way of the Water, and Emancipation. Big week. Big week. And once again, happy holidays to everyone out there. <laughs>